Hello, my buds, my pals, my friends, new friends, old friends, my incredible uh, male person. Uh, they are wonderful, and my dog barks at them every time they come to the door, uh, and they just put up with it, and that is very nice. How is everyone doing? Yes, it's another Wednesday. We've been off the last couple of weeks. Life has been crazy, uh, but we are back, and we are hopefully going to be back every week moving forward unless something terrible happens. So it's 2020 for a few more <laughs> days, so let's hope that that doesn't happen. Uh, this week on the pod, we have the incredible Jan Caruana. Oh my goodness, she is so lovely. Uh, you might have recognized her from Baroness Von Sketch, uh, her amazing Instagram, uh, Two Little Sandwiches, or Mean Girls, which we discuss a lot uh, in this episode. So if you love Mean Girls, you're going to want to definitely hear this episode. How has everyone been? I have been very busy, as you can uh, clearly uh, tell. <laughs> I'm going a bit, cr a bit wildly insane. Um, also, we, we've been in a second lockdown, so that's been interesting and difficult, and I've been trying to get back to New Brunswick, which for people who are listening, New Brunswick in Canada is on the East Coast, uh, and it is hard. It's hard because you have to quarantine for two weeks in order to uh, go and be there and stay, so my girlfriend and I are trying very hard to uh, look for a place to stay, so if anyone knows of a place with Wi-Fi in New Brunswick, let us know. Otherwise, we will be renting an Airbnb, and they are expensive. Happy. Be holidays. <laughs> uh, and I cannot wait. As of the 24th, I have a nice break for a week and a bit. Uh, so I am just going to sit and watch movies and get caught up on TV series and uh, listen to music and play music and just snuggle with my girlfriend and our dog and cat. And it's going to be lovely. I cannot wait. I hope everyone is going to be able to have a nice, relaxing time over this holiday season because I know it is very stressful as the holidays usually are but this year is double double ex, uh, double stressful um, so I appreciate you listening and I hope for the next little while we can take you away from all of this and into our world for a little while so come join us for one more round let's go to my interview with Jan Caruana now Yay! Yay! What a treat! Oh my goodness, you look so festive. Oh, thanks. It's pajamas. I love that. I love that. Uh, what's yeah. on it? Are they elves or they're little Santas? gnomes? They're little oh. gnomes, but I figure like this time of year they could be elves. They're working away. You know. Yes. I feel like everybody's the, the, working hard. Everybody's working hard. I feel like a gnome is just a, the cousin of uh, of an elf, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> We're all one big family, you know. We're what I mean? all related in some way. <laughs> Amazing. You love the holidays? You know, I do love the holidays. I didn't always love the holidays. I used to really actually hate the holidays. Oh. Um, and then something in my something happened and I just started going like, life's too short to hate a whole like month out of the year. Just yeah. start liking the holidays. And I did. Oh, that's nice. I mean, the holidays <laughs> are so interesting because I'm like it's it's like it's all so much pressure for one day and then and then that day is over and everyone like so for me for a long time I was like I love Christmas I love it so much and then as I've gotten older and I haven't been like at home as much too I kind of have been like well it's not about the gifts it's about like the spirit of the holiday and like spending it with people you love and and good food and you know yeah. relaxing for once you know <laughs> yeah and I, I think too it, it's I think it's even less about Christmas and more just like because uh, Christmas, I feel, is fraught with so much stuff, right? Christmas, mm -hmm. New Year's, there's so much pressure to, you know, be with your family and, like, it's time to be together. And listen, for some people, like, they're happier being alone or they don't mm -hmm. have that kind of, like, system. And yeah. I think when we kind of, like, put that pressure on it. So I think you're right. Like, this time of year, it's winter, it's cold. 
Mm -hmm. just had the longest day of the longest year of our lives yesterday Mm -hmm. and uh, the solstice. And, um, (laughs) and it's like, it's time to recharge. I think that's what I like about Christmas Mm -hmm. and whatever activities you kind of decide to put on top of that, like that's your business. Of course. Yes. Yeah. I think there's a lot, like too much pressure of putting it on. Like you have to spend it with family. You have to do this. You have like, and you have to be happy. You must be happy. That's what the season is about. No, No, it's whatever you make it. I yeah. honestly, I just love sitting in front of the TV watching movies and eating food now. Like that's oh, yeah. happy for me. And for me, it's been Christmas since March, baby. Yes. <laughs> I know. I've just how- been doing that all year. <laughs> I know, right? I think a lot of people have. How how has uh how has the quarantine been for you or like this it, time? Yeah, it's been okay. Like like we were saying before, like mm-hmm. I feel very blessed because you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm healthy. I've been able to kind of continue working a little bit. My family is all fine. Um, like I'm very lucky to be in the position that I'm in and yeah, you want me to stay home and watch a bunch of TV? Like no problem. It's so funny when you think back, like to, to having plans, remember having plans and then Mm -hmm. just going, Oh man, I wish I could just stay home and watch TV tonight. And then it's like all our wishes came true. (laughs) everyone's collective wish. I feel like everyone on like a Friday night wished it together. Yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden it was like, okay, you get it. You want it. Be careful. It's the monkey's paw. Yeah. Well, and what's crazy is I'm sure that everybody's like, I want to be around people. I want to be like, we miss that normalcy of being able to just go out to a bar or have dinner with somebody and like go to an event. But I feel like that feeling is going to continue to happen. Like when we're we're like, we'll like do that for a while. Then all of a sudden we'll be like, but I do miss just like sitting at home and relaxing a little bit because that's nice. (laughs) Yeah. And I think because we we tend to, I don't know if it's like North Americans or people kind of in our like, demographic we tend to kind of go like yes 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 mm-hmm. until we till we go like oh I should have penciled in a little bit of time to just relax yeah because um, it's like like remember trying to make plans with a friend and going like well I could meet you for lunch on Wednesday but we'd have to make it early because I have an appointment at two and then you'd have to cancel at the last minute because you had an audition and we just tend to overbook ourselves and now everybody's just kind of got this giant reset yeah. And hopefully we can kind of carry forward as, as things get back to normal if they ever do and, and just kind of like re- remember these times of rejuvenation. Yes, yes. I think I think that's super important. And like something that I, I also forget, like even during this pandemic, like I was I took a month off when it started and then all of a sudden I was like, I need to be creative. I need to be doing things. And so I just started doing like this podcast and then like, you know, doing a bunch of other things. And then September came around, we were back at second city and life Mm -hmm. got busy again and it was stressful again. And I was like, Oh my goodness. And that's been like my life up until like now. So like as of tomorrow I have days off and I was like, remember this feeling when you were so busy and like, yes, I'm happy for work and I'm so happy to be creating and I love it. And then when I'm in the moment, but then I, when it's done, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. And I'm like, I should have like space things out a little bit more or taken more breaks and like you have to remember that yeah (laughs) yeah we don't always have that luxury as as artists though because sometimes it's Mm -hmm. just like make hay when the sun shines right like Mm -hmm. work is coming your way you can't be like "Mm, I need a day off I can't do you know I can't can't do this part in your movie sorry (laughs) sorry I need I need a day yeah I just want to like watch some HGTV and see who won the the bake-off you know (laughs) yeah can't you can't do that but no it's hard it's really hard as artists and also I don't know if you feel this but this need to continue to create or you'll be forgotten in some way and you're like I if I don't continue doing stuff and like making sure people know I'm still here yeah then like my career is over which is like not true whatsoever like no it's really interesting like I think it's for me I've I've kind of realized it's like oh it's kind of more about staying relevant like Mm -hmm. It's, it's about staying, hopefully trying to like stay current and on top of things. And I mean, there, there have been times like, I've, you know, I've been lucky enough to work for six months on, on a show, like on a TV show. And during that time, like I don't do live shows because it's just like, it's too Mm -hmm. much in my brain. 
And, uh, and then six months later you come back and you're like, oh yeah, there's like a whole swath of people who have no idea that I've been doing this for 15 years. I remember doing a show and somebody being like, oh my God, is this your first show? (laughs) And then I was like, no, I've been doing this for like 20 years. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm so rusty. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but that's the thing is it's like, I don't know. And you probably felt this because you worked at Second City too. Like once you work at Second, like when you're doing main stage, you kind of, that's all you do because you're doing six shows a week. So when you have your, you know, your Monday night off, you're like, I don't want to do any shows. I want to stay at home and relax. And then, you know, six months go by and then you go to like bad dog and you're like, I don't know any of these people. I know. And and the turnover is so fast. Like you, you just, you're like, Oh yeah, I know these people. These people are cool. Oh my gosh. She's really good. He's really good. And then all of a sudden, there's just like this whole new batch of people. Whole new, yeah. And so I'm like, it makes you feel very old, very, yes. very fast. Yes, it does. And you're like, but no, I was. We were here for so long. <laughs> I <laughs> built this place. Yeah. I remember this place when it was the old <laughs> dance club. Yeah, I, I was. I was in this place when it was on the dance floor. Yeah, it was on Brunswick. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious. It's so great. It's so wild. Oh my, I just, just how many, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Just how much I miss, I guess that, that like feeling of like walking into like bad dog or comedy yeah. bar and just like running into you, you know, like, yeah, like that's the best part. That's I, I'm like, I feel like I don't see anyone that I run into anymore and it it was always so nice to just run into people you know well those places are like cheers right they're Mm -hmm. like where everybody or at least one person's gonna know you yes and I was talking to Rob Baker the other day and he said it best I think it's like like during the pandemic I pretty I've done pretty well at keeping close and in touch with like my immediate Mm -hmm. circle right but it's those like secondary and tertiary people in your life who you love and who you love seeing and love talk to you always have fun with they're so like cool to hang out with but like you're not you're not seeing those people right no and uh and that's that's why places like comedy bar bad dog like all those kind of places were so great for us because it just was like it was a community it was Mm. you know it was the it was the town barn it was the legion it was and you could just walk in and be like oh my gosh there's Trish there's this person yeah and really feel connected not just Mm. to each other but like kind of to something bigger as a whole yeah like a community it's so lovely it's I miss it I miss it and now I'm sad (laughs) (laughs) oh no but I'm I'm happy because we get to see each other today so that's very lovely and you've been doing so much online too like with two little sandwiches like cooking yeah what like when did you know that you wanted to do that um well I I started this account two years ago on Instagram called two little sandwiches and it was basically it was me just like you're saying right like looking for a way to just kind of stay active doing something um something that I liked which was cooking and and writing. And I found a way to kind of like combine those two things. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think I, it started, I was, <laughs> I was watching this TV show on like mm-hmm. HGTV where this woman would just like plan fun parties. And I love that. That's another thing I really miss about this whole uh, pandemic is, mm. is we can't have people over. I know. Um, but I loved doing that. And I thought, well, if she can have a TV show doing that, like I can have this little Instagram account. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I would cook and I would take pictures of the things that I would cook. And I would talk about how, how that made me feel or what I was thinking about that day. And I've done a few little videos because mm-hmm. as it kind of like picked up steam, people would approach me at parties and stuff and say like, Oh, oh my gosh, uh, you know, that's amazing. Like I can't cook anything I don't know how to cook and it's like I don't know how to cook but I know how to read yeah I I can read a recipe and and once you kind of like start exercising that part of your brain it starts to work better just like Mm -hmm. anything else and so I really found it just such a nice way to like reach out to to people who maybe feel like weird in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and just be like you can do this it's it's not hard we can all do this and if it doesn't work, so what? You had fun yeah, for a couple hours. Exactly. And you probably can still eat it. 
you know? Yeah, it's probably still tasty. Yeah, just dunk it in some milk. You'll be fine. (laughs) Um, And people have such a weird, you know, like including me, complicated relationship with food. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's another thing that it's kind of made me think about. And um, yeah, so that was a really long way to answer your question. No, I loved it. (laughs) That was a good, I love that journey. It's, and it's such a sweet account too. Like, I love when you do your videos and you like are in the kitchen, you're making something. My, uh, my girlfriend and I watched you make the, um, oh, the cake. Um, Oh, the birthday cake. Was it the birthday cake? What's the famous cake? The you Momofuku the, birthday, the Momofuku cake? birthday yeah. cake. Yeah, we watched that. And I was like, oh, you're so charming. <laughs> Thank so you. so lovely. Like, you should have your own, like, I don't know, I'm putting this out there, but you should <laughs> you should have at least start something on YouTube where you have a fun little cooking show that's like 20-minute episodes. Boom. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks. well, that that was uh, all because of Stacey McGonigal. She, mm-hmm. she, uh she shot that for me and she really encouraged me to kind of start doing the videos and yeah. 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 She's great. Stacy's such a, uh, I mean, you're really good friends with Stacy too, but she's such a, um, a positive, uh, friend to have who like really pushes you to, to, to pursue the things that you want to do. Oh man. The second you're like, I had this idea. It's like a dog for a sweater, but it says like dog on it. And she's like, that's a business. <laughs> <laughs> That's a business She's right so there. She's so positive. She's so encouraging. <laughs> yes, it's so lovely. Well, I think you should do more of those videos, but that's just oh, me. Thank you. Uh, I'm trying. I'm working on it. I know. I know. I, <laughs> you, and you, like, how long have you been, like, cooking? Like, because you said that, were you always interested in cooking or was it kind of like a newer thing? It's funny. Like, I think, because um, my mom, I wouldn't say my mom likes cooking, but my mom was a really good cook. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time... <laughs> every time I showed an interest, I'd be like, can I help? And she'd either give me the worst job, like I'd have to grate all the cheese for the lasagna mm. or something, or she just didn't have a lot of patience to teach me. Like she's not, right. you know? Um, so I never cooked, like I never cooked for myself as a kid. And then when I went to university, of course, like, you know, you made all the university's food, like spaghetti yeah. and whatever. Um, but then it just... Uh, I don't know. It kind of like, it kind of piqued my interest. I started kind of like um, wanting to learn more about like nutrition and what goes Mm -hmm. with what and how to make this. And if I see something, I'm like, oh, wow, that looks cool. I want to try and make that. And I think it is just another way to kind of like flex a creative muscle. But no, I I never was like super into cooking when I was younger. I would say like in the last maybe five or 10 years. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of similar with me too. I love, I love cooking. I, I worked as a chef for a few, like quite a while. Like that was my like main job when I was in university and out at, and then after university for several years, I worked at a small Italian restaurant and at, uh, the Delta Beauséjour. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I, I like love cooking. I do. I always have, I love, Uh, I, I, but I find that I don't cook enough for myself. Like Mm -hmm. I only want to cook a really good meal if I'm cooking for other people. Yeah. For myself, I don't treat myself. And I go, why is that? (laughs) That's such a huge thing. Right. And, and I mean, um, you, you hear that all the time and I say it all the time and it's like, yeah, but we have to, like, why wouldn't we treat ourselves? Yes. Like how you, like, you know, I'm used to just like throwing a bunch of lettuce in a giant mixing bowl with some tuna (laughs) and, and like a cucumber and just be like, like eating it in front of the TV. But you know, we don't take that time for ourselves. And I think that says something about ourselves too. Yeah. Yeah, I think think so too. And I, yeah. Cause if I have to cook for someone, I'm like, you're going to get the best meal. I'm going to make a good one. It's going to be fun. Like for this holiday, like I, I also because I'm excited to cook, like I'm always excited when I have the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. So like for this holiday season, last year, my girlfriend and I made my girlfriend and I uh, beef Wellington because I always wanted to make it. I was like, good. I have to. And like, I'm such a perfection, like a secret perfectionist. Like if something doesn't turn out right, I'm like, damn it. And like, so my <laughs> girlfriend is always like, I don't like when you cook, you get so upset because it's not perfect. And she's like, I'll eat anything and I'm like I know I know but I think it's about me I was like I because it's my challenge like I wanted it so the beef wellington actually turned out pretty good except for the bottom which I hear is the hardest part yeah 
So I felt good. The meat inside was perfectly cooked. It was delicious. Uh, but this year I'm like, oh, I'm going to go back to an old standard. I'm going to do like uh, uh, chicken stuffed with feta and spinach and then a nice cranberry chutney on top. And I'm like, oh, it's like making a really nice Brussels sprout uh, squash and pecan uh, like side dish and doing these like I learned about the, what's the word for these potatoes? It's like it starts with an H, but you cut them, but Hasselback? not full. Hasselback. Yeah, I'm going to do Hasselback potatoes. Nice. I think that's what they're called. I'm like, that Hasselhoff? Is. is that the one from Hasselhoff. the view? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hasselback. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, cooking is, I love it so, so much. It is truly just a, a, like, I don't know. It's so fun. Yeah. And I love it because, like, it's, you're not looking at a screen. Mm-hmm. You're doing one thing at a time. You really have to, you really have to be in the moment when you're cooking. Yes. You really have to concentrate. And I find that like the kitchen is, is really kind of like the only meditative room in the house still, because mm-hmm. there's not a TV in there. There's not a computer in there. There's not, you know, your phone is not in there. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you kind of like divert from the plan, like things go wrong, you really have to kind of like keep going. Yeah. And I think that's why I like it so much. I know One of it's, it's so fun too because it is very um uh like Im- improv based f- cooking not baking mm-hmm. yeah. baking scares me um <laughs> like I can bake cookies like those little things those are fine but like once we get into cakes I'm out <laughs> <laughs> cakes cupcakes I don't know I'm sure I could do it it's just for me it's like such a science that I'm like you because you have to follow the recipe like you to know, a tea. I think you have to follow the recipe to a tea the first time, maybe the second time. And then you start to get a feel for it. You start to know kind right. of like, I, I always go by recipes. Like I, I'm always looking at them. Like I don't have anything memorized because I'm not a cook. Like I'm not a chef. I'm not a baker. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you start to get a feel for it. You start to get a feel what like a cup of flour is, you know? And, mm. and I think, I think like, that's the thing where you just, you just have to try. Yeah. And maybe the first one, they come out a bit tough. And the second one, they come out a bit loose. And then the third time, you're like, oh, this is what they're supposed to be. I never get to that third time, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Do you prefer to cook or bake? Um, I like baking because I think to me, baking kind of like connotes a special occasion. Mm-hmm. Whereas cooking, we have, to, we have to do it every day. Right. But I'm like you, like if I see something cool or if somebody's coming over or if there's a special occasion, I really want to like, I want to go for it. Mm -hmm. But day to day, like, I think we eat the same, like six things in rotation constantly, especially now. Yeah. When you're like, I I also have been ordering too much like DoorDash and Uber Eats and delivery from places. I'm also like, then my mentality is like, well, I'm supporting yeah. <laughs> doing my part. I know. I think we used to probably get takeout like once a month, once every six or eight weeks. Yeah. Now it's, it's, but it's become kind of like a way to get through. It's like, oh, Friday night, we're going to get pizza and that's going to yes. be great. You know? Yes. It's like a treat. It's like a treat to ourselves, you know? It's a treat. It's a night you don't have to cook. It's, you know, it's fun. Yeah. What do you Even like? Different. What? So you like to bake. What's your like? if you're ordering takeout and you're like, I'm going to go all out, like what's the, what's the kind of food that you order like consistently, like your go-to place? Oh, I can tell you the same, probably like four places we've ordered from. Um, (laughs) Number one, Chinese food. Mm. (laughs) And I always get this same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, What else? I love pizza. There's a great pizza place around here called Blondie's pizza. Oh yes. It's delicious. Um, we like Thai, like I like Thai. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a there's a burger place not far from my house. And I never remember the name of it. I think it's called like King's Drive-In or something. And it looks okay. like a White Castle. Oh, and they make a great burger and French mm. fries and gravy. Mm, that sounds all, delicious. Yeah, that I like those good. foods. Yeah, yeah. I had a I ordered a cheeseburger poutine and milkshake yesterday from this place called Rudy's. I was just craving it. Oh my god, I've heard about Rudy's. It's apparently so good. Very good. They're like and like you can tell like what I love about ordering from like a diner is like when you can tell that a, a burger has been like put on the grill and it's like somebody made it 
and yeah. it's like charred a bit and you're like yes yeah like that to me is the best i'm like this is perfect thank you mm. my <laughs> mouth is literally watering, watering right now <laughs> i love a burger and i'm iron i'm iron deficient so every once in a while i'll just say like we have to have red meat and it has to be a hamburger and then you just feel you like you eat it and then it just feels like like everything in your body just goes like mm-hmm. okay hey we're back baby we're here yeah. <laughs> we're here let's party um, in our jammies I don't, I don't often eat a lot of red meat um yeah. And then when, like, every once in a while, I'm like, I want a burger or, like, I used to love steak so Mm. much. And now I find I don't enjoy it as much anymore. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because my brain now is also like, this was a cow once. (laughs) So, like, I have a hard time sometimes. Like, this is going to sound bad. So I'm sorry for people who are, like, vegetarian, vegan. I do love animals. Uh, There is something about like chicken and fish that doesn't bother me as much right as pork and beef I don't know why and I feel I also feel guilty saying that yeah it's it's really funny like I I also eat meat obviously um and of course you know you, you try your best to to you know limit the amount I try, I try my best to limit the amount of meat especially red meat that yes. I eat but Yeah, like I think, (laughs) but chicken changed for me. Uh, I was, I was writing on a TV show called Sunnyside and I wrote a show, a sketch about a guy who Mm. fell in love with a chicken. And for some reason, the animal wrangler was like, well, you need to pick the chicken. And I said, I laughed and I said, just bring me the most beautiful chicken you can find. And then she brought me this really beautiful chicken. (laughs) It had like little, you remember those like little marabou covered slippers, like yeah. fancy women in the seventies used to wear. It had like little marabou slippers on its feet and this like beautiful, like, you know, coxcomb oh, no. of a wig. Like it looked like a wig. <laughs> and I was like, that is one beautiful chicken. And then I was like, oh, these are, <laughs> chickens are animals too. Yes. Like, oh, look, your, your pup. She's, yeah, she's, she's, uh, the mailman's here. Oh. Uh, so... That's happening. That's good stuff. Maggie, Maggie, excuse me. Excuse me, ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> I had to hear just in case. Oh, Maggie, out. I'm just going to go. Get out. Come here. Yeah, good stuff. Everything's fine. Sorry about that. That's she's, okay. Uh, we'll probably keep that in because it's funny. Uh, it's fun. <laughs> she's As we I, talk about animals. As we talk about it, she's like, yes, stop eating us, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, but it, it is like like talking about like how beautiful. Like I will see like a TikTok or something about a cow and it's the cutest thing in the world. And I go, well, I, I now I can't. I can't. And then then I have a burger because I forget. It's like it's such ingrained in us that we're like, this is just a food. Yeah, this is just something to eat. And then you remember later that you're like, oh, right. Shit. Like, I shouldn't be eating. Like, yeah, this it's a disconnect. It's a disconnect in our brain. And it's it's I'm sure it's designed on purpose somewhere, you know, early down the line. We don't call a hamburger a cow burger. No, like we don't call a, a pork chop a pig chop, like, yeah. and and that's where the disconnect happens, right? Yeah, and also like a hamburger is beef, but we call it a ham burger. So, do we think, think at some point in time they were made of pork and not beef? No, I think they were uh, from Hamburg, Germany. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense for sure. I think I'll have to look it up, but we'll yeah. Google that. Somebody yeah. Google that for us. That's so funny. Producers, Google that for us, please. Yeah, hi, producers. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do have. It is interesting. Our brains are are disconnect with things like that because I I don't think about it. Like I do, I don't, and then I do think about it. Like it's so. Mm-hmm. It, my our brains are so funny. Like I don't know. I, I just don't know. And then I'll be vegan or not vegan, but vegetarian for a while because I'm like, I can't be vegan because I love cheese too much. I'm so sorry. Mm, I'm, like, I'm like, I try to buy my cheese from places that might be good. <laughs> I don't know. It, that's, and it's such a complicated thing with our, our food because it yeah. is like, 
our food is coming from most times we don't know where it's coming from like if you shop at like a no frills or a loblaws or anything mm-hmm. like that so it's like good to go to like a butcher or a, a fish market because then you at least kind of know maybe where things are coming from but it it's very difficult and I, I've tried very hard to be vegetarian and then realize sometimes that I'm like but no I ne- I feel like sometimes I need mm-hmm. I need the meat but then I go is that just my brain telling me because I've had it for so long that I need it when I could find a substitute so it's interesting yeah I, I think there there are I mean there are for sure vegans and vegetarians who get you know their iron their protein from mm-hmm. from other places but I don't know like like I said like I know with me I really feel it when I when I need it and that's just like that burger is just like mm-hmm. that's a hit like that is like yeah. a shot right in the arm you know um and I mean yes like I, I think as much as we can we should we should try and be aware of where we shop and what we eat and where it's coming from but that's that's also a luxury right it's a luxury like, yeah that's absolutely. not something that everybody has the money to do or has the the capacity to do mm-hmm. and where they live or how they shop or their lifestyle yeah. so i think we just all have to do our our best and that's all we can really do yes it's just I we think, have to do our best i think cutting back on things is just as important as you know for sure. As cutting it out completely. And definitely I have cut out red meat. Like that burger was probably the first red meat I've had in like three months, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't have it very often, but yeah, it's so, it's so interesting. And I want to, I want to talk about, cause you love to bake. Mm-hmm. And then there was a sketch on Baroness. Cause you wrote, you wrote for Baroness and you're yeah. on it quite a bit about bringing And you said in uh, Instagram that it was a true story Yeah, that you brought. <laughs> pretzel dipped treats to yeah. the workplace and somebody got mad. Can you, can you tell me about that story? So, so, cute. <laughs> <laughs> so like you said, I love to bake, um, but I don't love, so when I bake, a lot of it goes out the door very quickly. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll take it downstairs to our, um, like our concierge or I'll bring it into work or I'll take it to my family or whatever. When we could, you know, when we could have friends over, like, yeah. you know, all of that kind of stuff. Of um, so I made these things and they, it was just cause like I had all the things and I was like, what can I do with these three things to, to use them up? And it was, I had little tiny pretzels. I had a ton for some reason, I had a ton of Hershey's kisses and I had um, peanut M&Ms. Mm-hmm. So I just like put those all in, in the Google and it was like, Oh, if you put the, <laughs> if you put the Hershey kiss on the pretzel and you stick it in the oven for like, three minutes or 30 mm-hmm. seconds or something pull it out you stick the m&m in the kiss because now it's melted and now you have these like cute little you yeah, know little bites and I was like great I'll make them I was going into Baroness the next day and it was probably like maybe there were 20 of them there weren't even yeah. that many <laughs> so I brought them in and I was like hey uh I hope nobody minds I brought these treats now keep in mind this is a, a workplace, like in a, in a writer's room, you have snacks. Like yeah. there just are always snacks. There's always like chocolate almonds. There's always fruit. There's always granola bars. Like there, are, mm-hmm. there is food around. Um, so I wasn't bringing it to like, you know, a Weight Watchers meeting. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, this no. was a place where there was food happening yes. in the area. So anyway, I brought them in. Everybody was like, oh, thank you. So sweet about it. So kind. Uh, probably like, I don't know, like an hour later, we'd all settled into our work. I'm typing away. And Meredith McNeil, who is one of the <laughs> Baronesses, uh, she was working upstairs. She comes over and she's like, can, uh, can I see upstairs for a minute? <laughs> I was like, sure. So we go upstairs. She's writing with Adam Christie. She's like, listen, uh, we can't stop thinking about those treats. And uh, we've been sitting up here trying to write a sketch and uh, all we can think about are these freaking treats. <laughs> And I was like, okay, sorry. Like, I don't know. And so she was like, well, we want to write a sketch about it. Would that be okay with you? And I was like, absolutely. And uh, they told me what they were thinking. I thought it was hilarious. And then, you know, months later, Mm -hmm. here's this sketch called uh, Jan Brought Snacks or Jan Brought Treats. And it's Meredith just yelling at Jan, who was played by Aurora Brown. Hilariously, I'm also in the sketch playing someone else, which was so fun. <laughs> it's so funny. And there's Aurora just being like, I am. <laughs> like, uh, almost then- got you down to a T, too. Like, when <laughs> she was playing you. I was like, that feels like Jan. 
That feels like Jan being yelled at for sure. Being so sweet. Um, <laughs> but then it was just like Meredith, like horfing down these giant and props did a great yeah. job. They got these like giant chocolate covered pretzels and she's just like shoveling them into her face, wearing this all white suit. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I it was so hard to be on set because I was just crying laughing <laughs> it's very because funny. but then you start thinking you're like oh my god is this what people think like should I stop bringing treats to the workplace <laughs> so I all but I always ask I'm like hey is it okay because you don't know you don't know what yeah, people are you know dealing with for the most part people say yeah but <laughs> that yeah, was everybody wants a good treat everybody needs a treat now and again Yes, it sounded like it was so much fun working in the writer's room for Baroness. It was great. It was such a great, I mean, I've worked in a lot of really great rooms, but mm-hmm. that room was was very special because not only were they, uh, the, the four women, Aurora, Meredith, Carolyn, and Jen, not only did they create and conceive of the show, not only were they in it, not only did they write it, but they like did everything on that show. Mm-hmm. So you knew like when they were giving you notes, like you knew that they were looking for what they wanted you knew that like, you knew that it was going to be something special in the end. And, Mm -hmm. and like, it was just, it wasn't like, we're trying to write towards this. It's like, what are you thinking about? What do you want to write about? Go for it. Yeah. And And you just had carte blanche. You can tell that you can tell that that's how it ran too, just by watching the show. Cause that's why it's so wonderful. That show's so good Yeah, because it's people's, POVs and it's not just like it's specific it's like so specific like these specific tiny little like popcorn kernels of ideas that you know that somebody had and like expanded into this like huge over-the-top like yeah (laughs) sanity yeah and then not only that but then like when you're there on the day and they're shooting your sketch and they get they kind of get the script in the can and then they Mm -hmm. just go off and yeah. they go for it and then you're allowed to go for it you know yeah. what I mean like it's it's really fun it's really yeah. fun to to be on the show too of course yeah it's such a fun yeah there's such wonderful uh the set was like because I, I had done a couple of sketches with with them and it always felt so warm like mm-hmm. that was the first set I was ever on was with Baroness oh really and lucky I, felt, I know right and I was like oh I was like, I feel like I'm being spoiled. I feel like it's not always going to be like this. I've been on some like some great sets and like with some. But I was like the way you're treated. You were treated there, too. And everyone clearly loved their job. Yeah. Like it was a happy workplace, which is an attest to, you know, who who's on that show and who's running it. And it it, yeah, such a wonderful, wonderful. You're such you're so funny, Jan. There's that one where the sketch where she, <laughs> she ate your, uh, Jen eats your cupcakes. and then Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> what do you say? You're like that little shit. <laughs> that, that piece of shit. That piece of shit is just like us a line stealer. Like, stole, <laughs> like perfect cut. Like so funny. You're so funny. And I was thinking oh. like when I knew I was having you on, I was like, oh, my gosh. I not that I forgot ever, but I was like, you were in Mean Girls and you had like, <laughs> one of the most iconic like parts in Mean Girls. Like, Yeah, I people people occasionally will will like ask me about that. I don't even remember that line in the cafeteria. Did I also say? Yeah, uh, you're watch where you're going. We're fat ass. Fat ass. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, did I call her a piece of shit too? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. And then at the end, you're so cute when you get a piece of the crown. Oh my <laughs> goodness. It's just like it's so it's so interesting, like knowing like friends and knowing folk and then going back and seeing what like your like earlier work and stuff as well. <laughs> and it's just like because you were also in the time traveler's wife, right? <laughs> yeah I was that's um that's actually my most embarrassing professional moment (gasps) in my life yeah uh well uh so I I booked this part in the time traveler's wife and Mm -hmm. it's it's literally one line I I, it's so cuttable blink and you'll miss me like you if you don't watch it to watch me like you won't know that I'm in it (laughs) um and I say that not because I'm humble but because (laughs) They could have easily cut me. Right. So I, I booked this part and I was so thrilled because I loved the book so much. Like mm-hmm. it was one of those books that you're kind of sad when it, you finish because you're like, oh, yeah. like I've lost this friend. Um, 
So my, I booked this part as a, a nurse and my scene is with Eric Bana and he runs right by me. And I say, Hey, uh, are you okay? Can I call somebody like a cab? And so I get there on the day and that's the line that's, the, and I was putting some mustard on it just then. Like the line is very simple. Yeah. And so I get there and the director, uh, had me do it a lot of different ways. I would say probably a hundred different ways. And like, I could tell everybody was getting kind of like upset because I wasn't getting, like I wasn't giving him what he wanted. Right. For this one line where it was like, are you okay? Can I call someone a cab? And he was like, do it quieter. Like there's people, there's people here that are sleeping. I'm like, okay. And it's like, well, he can't hear you if you do it that quiet. Like it was that. And then he was like, don't ask the question. So it was like, can I call you a cab? Like. <laughs> You know, so it's, it was really tough. Funny. It gets worse. So (laughs) they bring me in, they bring me in to do, uh, the film is shot, it's it's in a can. They bring me in to do ADR, which is additional dialogue recording. So they want me to re-record the line. Oh my. Director is on the phone from LA. I'm in there for what feels like a very long time doing it over and over and over and over again. So finally it's done. The movie comes out. My best friend, Stephanie, is like, we got to go see it. I'm like, I don't want to see it. Like, it's just, (laughs) it feels like I did a bad job. She's like, we're going to go see it. So we go and my part comes and it's like this complete, like, it's a very different voice than mine. They got someone to do my line. They overdubbed me and it's like very sassy. (laughs) And and I'm just like, they should have, they could have cut easily it's him quite literally crossing a hallway so that that was like my most embarrassing professional moment in my life that's insane yeah that's nuts like why I wonder why the director was so like this this is my line this is the line that needs to make the movie I don't know and in the audition it was it was wild because he was laughing like it's not a funny part but I guess he thought I did it funny and that's why I got the part but like it's not a funny line and then when you're in that moment you're like you know you're acting in the moment Mm -hmm. and uh and I don't I don't really know I don't really know what happened that's wild yeah that's in that's I'm so sorry that they (laughs) your voice listen I Still get residuals from that movie. Okay. I think I got like a dollar fifty or something from them last time. Ooh, well, yeah, rolling in it. That's so. It's so hard sometimes when I don't know if you feel this, but when you audition for something and then you book it and then you're like, I don't remember exactly yeah. what I did because some a lot of times you're improvising too. Like yeah. I don't uh, if you I don't know if you get that a lot, but they as comedians they're like and just you know yeah just go nuts just forget go the nuts. script go ahead and then yeah. they'll be like we want like I I did something recently and they were like we want exactly what she did in the audition and I was like I don't fully remember but yeah. I'll, I'll try to come I'll try to figure it out and like I did and it was fine but then there was like I was doing a commercial once and I had a similar situation to you where I did the audition the director loved me in the aud- in the audition I went and filmed the commercial but then in when we were filming he was trying to get me to do something the opposite of what I had done mm. And so he was like, no, 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 we want it like this. And I said, okay. And I kept doing it and doing it and doing it until the producers came in. They were like, no, we want her to do it exactly like she did in her audition. Just show her her audition. Yeah. And so they did. They were like, this is what we want you to do. And I was like, oh, you want me to be like charming and East Coast and like you're trying to get me to be like mean. Right. <laughs> so then I did it and it was per- it was fine. It was great. But it's like so funny when you're like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you want. Like, yeah. And commercial so hard. I think commercials are even harder because you have the director who has a Mm -hmm. vision, right? Yes. And then you have the producers who have a vision, like Mm -hmm. the client, right? The client is like, no, we just want her to be like charming and East coast. And the director's like, wouldn't it be fun if she was like wacky? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So you're like, you're kind of, and I find that even with, um, especially with voice stuff, Mm-hmm. Like when you're doing a voiceover commercial mm-hmm. and the God bless them. Cause there, I think, I think so many directors really try to like respect your craft and respect mm-hmm. you as an artist, Yes, but so many times. And so they're trying to like give you direction without giving you a lot. 
I'm married. Mm-hmm. But like so many times I'm like, just tell me how you want me to say it. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, I can go, mm, Tim Hortons, or I can go, mm, Tim Hortons. Like, just tell me what yeah. you want. And then I'll do that. But like, we're in the booth for like take after take after take. Yeah. Um, because the, the client knows what they want. Of course. So let's just give them what they want to. Yes, right? Let's yeah. just give it to them. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I, I'm I, fine. I'm fine <laughs> with whatever you want. Just tell me. We both know what this is. So when you were on Mean Girls, did you get to work with Tina Fey? Uh, yeah. I mean, work with is uh, kind of um, overstating it. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I met her. We got to chat a little bit. She was really great. Uh, Amy Poehler was such a, oh, my God, like, I feel like she, she so she, uh, she, she started the Upright Citizens Brigade, which mm-hmm. of course has its own, all its own drama now. But um, I remember being in the makeup trailer beside her mm-hmm. and, uh, and saying like, hey, like, um, I think I had just seen like, they just did a special a few years prior to that or something. And I was like, hey, the Upright Citizens Brigade seems really cool. And she just went, oh, have you been to our theater? Oh my gosh. If you're in New York, you have to come because like we do these shows and I was like, oh my God, she's talking about it. Like I would talk about bad dog. Like she basically handed me a a pamphlet. Um, And it was, it was so sweet. And like everybody on that set for the most part was just like so super nice and down to earth Mm -hmm. and, and cool. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it it was a really, and that was my first time on set. (gasps) Yeah. My first, my first audition, a book. And it's 11 days on Mean Girls. Wow. And I was like, no problem. This is what being an actor is? No (laughs) problem. I can do that. Quit your job. (laughs) And then I probably didn't book anything for years after. (laughs) Yeah, but it was a huge part. (laughs) It was huge. And it was was really special because it felt like being at summer camp. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you did you get to be around like all of the act- I'm I'm like fangirling a bit because I'm like I love that movie and it, I'm like always I remember when I met you I was like oh my gosh she's a mean girl like, I was like so like wow <laughs> she's famous <laughs> well yes you I are. am you are <laughs> no 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 yes uh, you are yeah it was neat because it it shot in the summer it shot in Toronto so everybody would like have a trailer but everybody's trailer doors would be open I remember like Anna Gosteyer like brought her her kid and everybody was like playing with the kids on one of the days and um what was really neat was that all the girls in the movie like all the you know like the students in the mm-hmm. movie we all kind of like hang hung out like it, what was really cool is that so it was my first time on set and then my friend Stephanie who I had known from um university also booked a part so we immediately found each other oh, and cute. and never looked back. We were we've been best friends ever since. But Joan, the secretary, Sharon Matthews, saw was like, come on, we're going to craft. And then just like kind of took care of us the whole time. It became this, this little gang. Like it was so nice. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. That's lovely. Uh, do you have any like fun uh, uh, drama from that scene? <laughs> any uh, any gossip? I know oh, that's so rude of me to ask. Hot I would gossip. Never... Hot gossip. Uh, no, there was no real hot goss. Like, um, like I said, everybody was was very cool. Uh, Rachel McAdams was really nice. Um, oh. I remember it was her birthday. I think it was like her. T- 21st birthday or something on set and they brought her a cake and she was like so happy and um yeah I remember I remember Tim Meadows uh reading a book and then I was just like this is your chance because you've read that book and I went up to him and I'm like that's a good book huh and he went yep (laughs) and he just kind of kept reading and I was like got it no problem you you just want to chill out that's cool see you later um but no everybody was really cool oh that's so lovely what a treat I know so what's your what was like your like you because you've done so much what is your like what was your most memorable like time on either on screen or a writer's room or well I'll tell you I think it was probably my first writing job because uh you know for Mm-hmm. I was a I was an actor and a performer, you know, for years, yeah. uh, and never really thought a ton about writing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I always liked it, but it, I never thought like I didn't know how to get into it or who to talk to or whatever. Uh, but I, I booked like two weeks in a writer's room because of a show that I was in and the mm -hmm. show was called That's So Weird. And mm -hmm. um, it was a sketch comedy show for kids. And I was only supposed to be there for two weeks. And then they kept hiring me back. They kept hiring me back. I was only supposed to write for the internet. And then I got a sketch on, on TV. They wanted one of my sketches for television. And I was so thrilled because I was working with Gary Pearson, who was like, you know, like kind of a Canadian comedy, yeah. uh, you know, kind of legend guy. And Carolyn Taylor was in the room. And like, so it was like, it was a big deal. And I remember Gary being like, come here, I want to show you something. We were shooting in this old uh, elementary school. So the writer's room was on the top floor. So we had to go all the way down to the first mm -hmm. floor to the gym where we were shooting and all the sets where it was like Saturday Night Live. They had like all these kind of booth sets. Yeah. And he went, uh, showed me the set that they had built for my sketch, which was <sighs> uh, like, it was supposed to be like a Hollister, you know, that store Hollister. Yeah. Um, so there were t-shirts and whatever. And he goes, I want you to look at all of this. And I'm like, oh, it looks really good. And he's like, yeah, um, see all of the stuff in this room, see that people built this and like, uh, they got all this stuff and all these cameras are here. And he said, uh, this, they did all of this because of what you wrote. Oh. And like, it really sunk in, like, not only like, how freaking cool is this? Yeah. But also kind of like the responsibility that you have to just always do, I, I know I, this is my like little mantra, but like always do the best that you can, right? Mm -hmm. Like always put out your best work because someone down the line, they're going to have to put out their best work yes. and keep going and going and going and what a process it is. And it really, it really kind of was like amazing, but it really, it, it sat with me because it's mm -hmm. like, that's a responsibility you have as a writer yeah. because someone's going to have to make your, make your dream come true. So it might as well be the best dream you have. That's such an amazing, what an amazing thing to do to, to a writer is like yeah. take them up and show them and be like, this is because of what you did. Yeah. Like that's so, I got goosebumps. That gave me goosebumps. That's such a lovely story, Jan. Yeah. Gary really knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, obviously. That's yeah. incredible. Oh my goodness. Well, this has been so lovely. Uh, would you do a fun little lightning round? Uh, yeah. With me? Okay. Amazing. Sure. We do. I do this every episode. All right. So first question is. What is your biggest party fail? Oh my God. Like being at a party or throwing a party? Either, um, either or. Just the biggest fail you've had at a party. <laughs> <laughs> I think every party is a party fail for me because I get so anxious at them. Oh no. I just, I just like to sit in the corner and wait for people to come to me. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's a lot of people. I get it. Yeah. I, I get overwhelmed in, in at parties too. Like I love to talk, but then I'm like, I find I have to have a drinker several to like really be animated. Uh, otherwise I get really exhausted really quick. And <laughs> okay. If you could travel anywhere in the world, COVID doesn't exist. Where would you go first? Um, I think I would go to London. Okay. I've never been to London. I've always wanted to go and I would go see plays. Yeah. I would just go West see End. all the plays. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds beautiful. I love that. Okay. Yeah. What's your favorite ingredient to cook with? Oh, golly. Um, vanilla. Vanilla? Yeah. I know that sounds so lame, but like I love a vanilla cake. Me too. And I, vanilla, I, I still eat it and I don't know if I want to ruin it for you, but do you know where vanilla comes from? Pods. Well, no, like vanilla syrups. Oh, no. You don't? No. Apparently they come from beaver butts. I'm okay with it. Yeah, right? <laughs> it tastes delicious. I go, it's all fine. right. Listen. It's fine. Listen. It's obviously edible. I just remember <laughs> I, I learned that on TikTok, so who knows if it's real, but I did Google it, and it did come up uh, that it comes from, like, the an like anal something of a beaver uh yeah. but the vanilla bean comes from a pod yes uh so who knows what <laughs> we're eating but anyway for anyone out there that's a fun fact i know uh Yikes. what's the best thing that you've ever cooked or baked that you were so proud of i would have to say that uh that milk bar momofuku cake uh yeah. was pretty good um and i think again just because i love vanilla birthday cake mm -hmm. it was kind of like the the pinnacle of cakes yeah, uh, for me. And I was just really proud because I'd never made a cake like that before. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
and it turned delicious. out really well. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. It's so funny. I literally, and this, I'm not lying, but I just got a text from my girlfriend being like, because I told her I was doing the pod with you today. And she was like, Jan made a good milk bar cake. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Legit, That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, we love, we love it. We love it so, so much. Okay. And final question. Uh, oh, actually, I'm going to ask one more. What, what are you, you going to do for the holidays, I guess? I guess I should ask that. So for the holidays, we're not going to be able to see my family and my boyfriend Shelton's family lives in Alberta, so we won't be able to see them. Um, so what we're going to do is for the first time ever, I'm mm-hmm. just going to have a quiet Christmas at home with no one coming over, no no real visiting. Uh, Sheldon and I have bought a lot of cheese, Ooh, so I'm yes. going to make a gigantic cheese board, a uh, charcuterie board, and we're just going to like watch movies and play games and work our way through possibly the world's largest cheese board that sounds amazing (laughs) sounds delicious i know i ordered a bunch of cheese as well because you must you must have a charcuterie board you got to christmas got to okay (laughs) final question the party's just ended you uh you're leaving everyone's leaving how do you want to be remembered at the party oh wow what a great question um i think i would want to be remembered as the fun, nice girl who didn't say anything embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah, fair. (laughs) Because I will go home that night and it'll be three in the morning and go, wait, did she say that? that, Was that person behind you when you said that? (laughs) No, that's so, I feel like we all fear that. We all go, oh no, I said something and I should have, oh crap. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, very lovely. Well, Jan, this has been so lovely to just sit and chat with you for like oh, an hour. It's, it's so nice to see you. Where can people find you on all the social medias? What what should people be checking out for you? Well, you should definitely check out uh, my Instagram at Two Little Sandwiches. I just launched a newsletter uh, that you can sign up for. The link is in my bio on Instagram at Two yes. Little Sandwiches. The first uh, issue comes out um, in the, like the new year. And uh, please sign up for that. If you want to check me out on Twitter or if you want to see what my Christmas tree looks like, uh, just it's at Jan Carwana at Twitter and Instagram as well. Yes, Jan Carwana, we love you so much. Thank you so much for Uh, being here. Have a happy and safe holiday and a wonderful new year. You too. We'll see you soon. Jan Carawana, everyone. Oh my goodness. What a treat. Truly just such a lovely person. I always enjoy seeing their face. If you want to see more of them, follow them on Instagram at Two Little Sandwiches. They are making incredible, incredible uh, recipes and things to eat. And if you love to cook or if you don't and you're nervous, Jan is an amazing person to follow. Also follow them on in- on Twitter, excuse me, at Jan Carawana. If you are loving the podcast, Odd, uh, please subscribe um, or leave us a rating or a review. That's how we let people know that the pod is fun and that we're enjoying it. And if you are not liking it, you little Grinch, uh, <laughs> just kidding. Um, uh, please uh, tell your enemies. Let them know. Uh, you can give them the gift of something you hate. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can look me up on Instagram at it's underscore Trisha Black. Also on Twitter at the same handle. The pod is on Instagram at One More Round Podcast, as well as Twitter, the One More Round. Um, I am excited. Next week, we have an incredible musical artist from Denver, Colorado, is going to be here. It is going to be sick and fun, and it's uh, it's almost the new year, too. Uh, so I hope everyone has a wonderful, safe, happy holidays and a wonderful new year. And until next week, here is a little song to send you into the holiday season. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye.
empty to us will be near to us once more someday soon we all will be together if the fates Yourself a merry little creep.